1: Having the right TMS is vital in supporting freight broker growth. Partner with TIE Software to optimize your processes and compete with confidence. Get into the automation, data insights, and cash flow optimization game. Request a demo at TISOftware.com. Welcome back to another edition of Check Call. Today, we are covering all things marketing and growth. Don't forget to subscribe to Check Call, the newsletter on freightways.com if you haven't already. Today, we welcome back one of our favorite people, Sean McGillicuddy, the Chief Revenue Officer at TIE. Welcome back to the show.
2: Thanks for having me again, Mary. Good to see you.
1: I'm very excited about this because um, for those who have been following along, Sean got a little bit of a title upgrade from his last uh, appearance. So, Welcome sir. I'm so happy you could make time for us today.
2: Oh, thank you. Of course.
1: All right, so kind of jumping right in here. This is something I feel like you have spent a lot of time doing and you um I'm going to say you're kind of the master at it, you know? You're you've you're got your finger on the pulse. You know what works and what doesn't. So, when it comes to marketing budgets and kind of, you know, maybe they've gotten cut or maybe they're trying to figure out where they want to spend money, you know, it's January or it's not January anymore. It's February. Um <laughs> People are looking to kind of get the most out of those, out of those budgets. Where do you think companies should allocate their marketing budgets to kind of get that higher return? You know, should you be spending more time on social media or um, going to conferences or just some of those more traditional
0: channels?
2: Yeah, I'm going to give you a a super frustrating answer, but it depends. (laughs) So that's always the case. Um, I think uh, if you're, you know, We've been in a tough market for a while. And so I've, I've talked to a lot of brokers about kind of what's working, what's not working, and what I suggest when they're trying to make sure that they're just, because everybody's just, uh, some companies are definitely thriving through this and, and picking up a lot of the, uh, the, the shipment volume that is getting dropped by some of the companies that unfortunately have gone out of business. But uh, I, I just suggest starting by taking a step back and making sure that your messaging is on point what do you do really, really well and make sure that whatever you're putting out there from a content perspective is really, really on point for what you're great at and and make sure that, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be, I think sometimes companies make the mistake of trying to hit all of those boxes that you're talking about, like be good on social media, go to more events, right? But there's a lot of money that can be wasted by doing all those things if you don't have the messaging and you don't have to cast that wide of a net. You can actually, it's actually good to go the opposite direction and be a little bit more narrow on what you know you do well. And you could literally just start with uh, a good exercise for any marketer is sit down and just try to create one white paper about what your company is and get all your messaging nice and dialed in. Use chat GPT to kind of maybe revise it, run it by other, maybe some of your close customers so they can tell you, hey, this is on point. Like this is really, this is what you guys do well. Because that means that whatever you do, drive in off of that, you're going to be able to crush it, right? Then you can then you can figure out where do these types of customers that I tend to service really really well, where do they hang out, right? Are they? If you got some data on it, that's that's obviously the best. But I actually suggest taking material like that and turning like a white paper into a nice little landing page on your website, and then creating some banner ads that that um, that have the same type of messaging, and then. You can run Google ads on a very uh, small budget and run a retargeting campaign. So if you can get some folks onto that website and then, or onto that landing page, they will then see your banner ads everywhere. Right. And so if, if that's, if that, if that's what ends up working for you, right, then you'll, you'll start to know where, if you can capture that information in your CRM, like who is ending up on the website, that'll start to give you some data on where do those folks hang out? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Right. LinkedIn is a uh, LinkedIn's been a, a really uh, they've gained a lot of steam in the last couple of years. So it's a good place.
1: I think that that is something that's really um, it's something that's really crucial. It's like you said, you can take those Google banner ads and you can take those Google ads and, you know, you, you can run them for very, very cheap, like barely a drop in the bucket of your overall uh, marketing budget. And I think that that's one of the easier ways to get those um, to get those views and to get those things across because um, I work carriers. That I worked with, that they didn't have a website. You just had to call John's phone number. But they were some of the best carriers I worked with. They were always on time. They sent everything in. I had zero problems with them, but they just didn't want to do any marketing. They didn't want to do that because they were busy enough by word of mouth. And I was like, okay, that's great. But like, how do I find the email address to send you things? And they're like, oh, you just call John's cell phone number and he'll read you an email address. And I'm like, okay, guys, let's, can we take one step? Into the 21st century, please.
2: Yeah, well, and look, those those folks that are doing really, really well with just the word of mouth, like I'm not, I'm not necessarily even talking directly to them because if you're doing well and everything's working, keep doing what you're doing. Don't, you know, kind of talking to the folks that are, I guess, trying to maybe grind out the struggle where they've lost a little bit of business and they need to find a way to. But you're right. You should every at this point, it's 2024. You should have a website. Like even if you just use Squarespace and build a simple website, like. Make it so that it's so people can find you online, right? Like if you, if they were to see your business card, like they, there should be somewhere for them to go to learn at least a little bit more about you, even if it's one landing page, even if your whole website's one landing page, at least it's a, a an online representation of who you are and who, what you think you do best.
1: I think that it's uh, again, I will not judge a Squarespace website. Some of those are pretty slick, and you can do a lot of cool stuff with it, especially. If you don't have a large budget to go have someone build, build you a custom website, Squarespace is perfect. You know, it works. Um, but the other thing that I would think that every website needs is obviously kind of, um, that, that copy of that white paper you said of what you're really good at and what you strive at. And then also <clears throat> a uh, contact us page because, and that, and also test that regularly. So you know that it's going through because that's also going to be the easiest way to get those um to get those leads to get people who are already interested in working with you just kind of like in your lap.
2: yeah a hundred percent and it could literally be a form on the on the one landing page like it doesn't you don't. we don't you don't have to overthink marketing it's actually this the, the more simple the better just direct messaging for who you know you can knock it out of the park with right you're just trying to talk to that one audience even if somebody else comes in and um hates on your website or whatever like who cares right like you keep like That doesn't matter. Ignore those people and just talk to the folks that you are really like if you're if you're if you just knock it out of the park with flatbed, just double down on that. Like we're the best flatbed broker for this area um, and give all the reasons why and all the things that, you know, customers care about, shippers care about.
1: So when it comes to kind of some of those more bang for your buck things, what are some of those you touched on, uh, you know, Google banner ads and other things that you can do for not a lot of money. What are some of the things that have surprised you where you're like, let's just try this. Maybe it's 20 bucks to 100 bucks and you guys end up coming back with huge success. What are some of those kind of unique, slightly different things that you've tried outside of, you know, maybe um, water bottles and swag at different career fairs and other stuff like that? Like, what are some of those cheaper ones that you're like, this is, this is this worked out pretty well?
2: I think, because um, even when we talk about Google and retargeting, you could have like a hundred dollars a week budget on that and and it doesn't have to be too much but that retargeting for the banners also includes your youtube ads youtube uh retargeting right so if somebody does show any level of interest on your on your website and you are running a retargeting campaign they'll not only see your banners but if they are on youtube sorry about the pinks uh uh, if they are, if they are on YouTube or anything like that, those, those pre-rolls that run before, um, and you can skip them, right? Like before you get to watch your video, you could create a quick little, it doesn't, I mean, people don't necessarily care about, I mean, high quality is nice if you can get some high quality video on. It's great, but people don't really care about that. Like we're in the day of like, uh, like off the cuff, like people just want to, people like the human to human. Everybody's craving authenticity these days, right? Like there's so much, uh, there's so many like, there's so many like lies and misinformation out there and all that kind of stuff, right? So people really appreciate just an authentic person being on camera and and talking to them. So you could literally find your, I don't know, find the best looking person in your organization and just have them do a quick, <laughs> have them do a quick video about like what you do really, really well. Or if maybe you could get a couple testimonial videos from your customers, you can kind of cut those together on a pretty limited budget. There's all kinds of easy software out there now if you have a budget uh i do suggest like having somebody do that for you make it you know get a good quality going but you don't have to overthink it you could just literally get on and do a quick pitch on what you do well and then or maybe have a um a customer testimonial that uh draws somebody in and if they click on it they come to your website just make sure that you're set up for tracking like are you driving traffic to the website right because if you are driving traffic to the website with all of these different tools and all of these different campaigns that you run and it's not converting, then you know that maybe the content on the website isn't working. Right. So that's the, that's kind of the, the pillars of marketing is like, you got to drive traffic first and then, and then traffic. You, you need to drive conversions on marketing qualified leads. And then you have to be able to close those on the sales side. Right. So you need like to be able to spot where you're failing in those areas. So. If if you're not driving traffic, that means your content's not working, right? If there's nobody coming to that website that you're trying to drive traffic to, you got to change up your messaging. If you are driving traffic but nobody's converting, you got to change up that landing page, right? And if you are converting but no one's selling, then you got to retrain your sales, right? So that's that's kind of the way it works.
1: I feel like if you are getting people interested and in, on your website, and like you just can't seal it on the other end, like those leads are literally falling into your lap. Like you have to make the most out of that.
2: Yeah, I. I agree. And when you have a little bit of extra budget, one of the mistakes I think a lot of, um, and this is not just brokers, but sales organizations across the board, sometimes they end up just hiring more salespeople. But if you know you've got a, a few solid salespeople, maybe take that extra budget where you were going to hire somebody else. If you're not doing really much marketing, test test some marketing concepts. Marketing is just science. It's like, I have a hypothesis that if we write out this content and put it out there, that it will drive in leads. And then just have a way to measure it, right? And then record whether or not that worked or it didn't work. But if you have good salespeople already, just find a way to get more attention um, from from l- more leads on their plate and they'll close them for you if you trust them. If you don't, then you got to go the other way, obviously. And you got to retrain your salespeople or you got to find a, a few good people that you can drive leads into.
1: Yeah, the, uh, I think gone are the days of a, of a of a medium-sized brokerage having a one-person marketing organization. I think that that is... Uh... I think you at least need a second one when you when you get to when you get above a small brokerage. I think you need to get that second person in there um, to kind of help generate some of that content.
2: I, I agree, and I think every, I think everybody should have um, at least a marketing person because that marketing person that's on staff can work with an agency. Whatever your budget is, they can maximize it. Um, a lot of people do very good in our industry word of mouth, and so keep doing that, right? But if you're trying to grow or you're trying to um, move into an adjacent market, right? Like you, you're really good at flatbed, but you you know your customers have some drive-in they're not coming to you for. Like, you know, it's nice to have somebody on staff that can help you pivot into that and, and capture the full wallet of your of your client.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: Oh yeah, I think that that's one of the kind of easiest ways to grow is to kind of go back to those customers that you are, they already love you. They already know that you're doing your job and you do it well. But you're like, hey, look, these are something else that we do that's that's outside of our normal specialized thing that we do for you. Like whether it's reefer, flatbed, bulk shipping, whatever, just like, hey, we also have this other thing that we do really well in case you're curious. And I think that's kind of one of the other ways that, you know, if your marketing team has that put together, that your sales team can then turn around and say, hey, give us a chance on this. Just like kind of how we got the chance in the first place give us a chance on this other one and we'll see what we can do.
2: Yeah, and it and it might even work the other way where you know that those folks are willing to give you the freight, right? But you may have to market to the trucking companies, right? Like you may have to find a way to treat the trucking companies like they're your uh leads that you're trying to drive in, right? And and if you're if a lot of customers are going, "Hey, you do flatbed really well, but I have some dry van, can you take that too?" You don't want to say no, um, you may have to put a little bit of marketing dollars into driving in a bunch of folks that run that lane and, you know, have the equipment to beef up on your on your on your trucking network so that you have folks to go to because you don't want to like you want to be able to say yes and then knock it out. of the, Right. That's the that's the goal. You don't I mean, it's not uncommon to say yes and then post it on the load board and hope for the best. Um, but if you can put a. You know, I mean, look, it's not a bad strategy. Nobody wants to say no to business, but you also don't want to mess up on, on a good customer that's been working with you for a while. Like those are the folks that you can be honest with and say, Hey, give me, um, uh, give me maybe a week and let me get back to you with some, uh, you know, some information on that. And then you run a, run a campaign that tries to pull in more trucking companies that do drive in. And then you get a bunch of them, you talk to them, you feel like you can trust them and you go back and you're able to kind of put together a, a full sales pitch that doesn't just get you one load. Cause that's, I think the, the thing that newer brokers make the mistake of is just trying to, whatever, whatever somebody's willing to throw your way, let me take it and run with it. Like I always suggest that when, when you're doing a sales pitch, kind of get like five or 10 loads committed. Like you you need to, you need to talk to that shipper about like, Hey, in order to really show you what I think we can do for you, can you give me like a, a a good sample size that I can show you what we can do and get, get five. Don't just take the one that they're having trouble covering, right? (laughs) Cause you're going to, you're now setting yourself up for success.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a good idea. Because honestly, if they're willing to part with one, it's not that much more difficult to get them to part with, you know, four or like one a day for a week. Like, okay, because then if you mess up that if you mess up every single day that week, well, you've officially earned yourself a one way ticket out of that business. But if you have thrived every single week, then you've proven that you can show up consistently and perform and arrive on time and Everything that a shipper looks for in a good partner, absolutely. All right, so it's day one. You slide into the marketing desk at a at a a new freight brokerage. Let's say it's a small one. What is your? We've already you already said that, like you know, start with that kind of white paper. What does that square one look like for potentially a new brokerage?
2: Yeah, Um, you know, if they're brand new and I'm the marketing person. Um, I assume they're hopefully bringing on some folks that know what they're doing in terms of like actually brokering and, and winning new customers. But I'm going out and I'm talking to those sales folks. And this is actually true if I step into a larger brokerage that wants me to expand on what they're doing. But I'm going and I'm talking to those sales reps. That's that's your when you're as a marketer, that's your that's your goal. Like listening to listening to the sales folks tell you about what what the company does really well. Right. And uh, what they do well. And then going and doing some research on how many of these types of customers are there and what areas are they in. Because Google gets really, um, when you run those AdWord campaigns and stuff like that, you can you can get really geographical specific and that that's where you get a, a good amount of bang for your buck by being as targeted as you can. So I'm going and I'm talking to my, uh, my sales reps and then I'm trying to put together, uh, I'm starting with that type of white paper that I'm talking about where I'm just putting together all of the key points that we do well. And I'm, I'm working on my message, right? I'm trying to make sure that what, what I'm saying in what I'm going to put out in the market and ad copy is exactly what we can deliver on. And then I'm trying to find out how big is that market so that I can tell those sales folks or the higher ups or the owners that, um, hey, this market might not be big enough or don't like, I want to know what I can expect as a return, right? Like I want to know exactly how big that market is and how much freight they move. Because that'll help me determine what type of risk I should take on how much money I spend on the marketing side, right? Like if the market's not that big, then be careful about how much you're going to spend. You may carve out a nice little niche for yourself in that, but you want to slowly prove the concept of that, right? But if you know it's a really large market, then you may have to go a little a little harder on the spend, um, but that's okay if the market's big enough for you to get a return. If you know that you only need like 1% market share in a particular area for flatbed, then you know, that's a, pr- those are good odds, right? Like I can get, I can get 1%. If 1% builds your business, I mean, in, in some cases that's enough to, you know, that's a, that's a good amount of revenue,
1: 1%. I think that that's kind of really important is taking those steps. And this is something that I've never, in all the organizations I've worked in, sales and marketing have always hated each other. And I never understood why, because they have to work so closely to make sure that like everything is like delivering the exact, exactly what we promised across the board. And that's why I've never understood the like constant need to like fight each other on it because I'm like you guys you you can't exist without the other like you have to work together but why do you hate each other so much
2: I, I feel lucky we um I mean I was uh when I came into Thai I pretty much was very strong-headed that I'm gonna run both because I'm not gonna let that type of environment form up right because you're right that does happen and it just can't be that way they should be best friends Sales and marketing. And that's what we try to do. We have a lot of communication internally. I would suggest every broker does that. Like, don't let, cause it, and you want to get buy in, right? Because sometimes it's the, sometimes it's the, um, the more seasoned folks that know what they're doing on the sales side and a brokerage that are like, ah, I don't really, I don't really need you, right? You got to get their buy-in, buy in, right? Like, you got to get them kind of sales and marketing aligned on what's our mission? What are we trying to accomplish? And what's in it for you, right? And what, like, what kind of success can we have together to really get along? But it's just, yeah, it's absolutely because because the marketers have to talk to the sales reps to know what is selling so that they can message. But then the, the marketers need to communicate, like, what was the campaign we ran? Because you need to you need your salespeople to know what to expect. Like, hey, if this campaign works, we're going to get a bunch of leads that all want this specific thing. So be ready to talk about that. Right. So that, that, that way you're just prepping them to not get caught off guard. And it, it allows them to buy in a little bit more. If you tell them like, hey, expect this type of lead and, and try to use these talking points and then that starts working, you got it. Everybody's happy. Everybody's really happy about working together.
1: It should always be sales and marketing versus like procurement, pricing and operations because the sales and marketing people will make a promise that everyone else has to deliver on and they're like, this is great. We want to, we can't do this, um, but it should never be sales versus marketing. It should be that <laughs> versus everybody. Yeah,
2: yeah. well, Hopefully not, but you know, like you, you definitely, um, there, it's hard not to want to push your ops people to just like bring, things you feel like, I know you can do it though, right? Like, I know it's hard, but I know, I know like it's going to level up our whole company, but you gotta, you do have to be willing to communicate that too. But you're, but you're right. Like,
1: yeah, it's one of those where like you have to, you have to, you just need one customer to push for it. And then they just change things a little and then you can offer it to everyone else, but getting that one through it's a lot of resistance and you just got to keep chipping away at it and sit in all those meetings where people are like, this is, this is silly. So as, as someone who's been the one going, this is silly, it, it ends up working out. Okay. But it's just a lot of, uh, uh, uh to start.
2: Yeah. Well, it's scary face in some situation. You don't, you don't understand very well. So that's why obviously communi- with it goes without saying that communication across your organization on what you're trying to accomplish is important training the ops people and what you're you know what I mean yeah so
1: yeah I would say that that, that part is like the most crucial part instead of just like oh we're gonna go live with this castle with this brand new customer tomorrow and by the way you need to redo every single thing that you do for everyone else and you're like thanks love it all right so that being said we are running out of time today and we know where you stand on quite a few issues so it's only it's only fitting that since we've asked Mitch what his superpower would be it's time to it's time to move to you if you could have any superpower, but it only worked on Wednesday, what would it be?
2: I remember you asking Mitch about this. So I've gotten a little bit of time to think about it. Um, and I think I think I want to say teleportation. That that I it could be anywhere on Wednesdays. And uh, I would want to take it a, just a step further and say that anybody whose hand I'm holding also gets teleported with me. Right. So that I can. But I think about how busy I am on Wednesdays running around talking to different teams and I would love to be able to do all of those meetings in person. Right. And uh, if yeah, I guess if you want to turn it into like a uh, uh, more of a benefit for humanity, I'm sure I could do wherever there, wherever there's service work needed, I could teleport there, too. Of course, I'm thinking business mostly, but uh,
1: I mean, I also kind of like it because. I like it because you could go through all of those, um, you could go through all those meetings and then if you just want to like go to Italy for dinner, you can just teleport yourself to Italy and you can have pasta like at a random thing and then teleport yourself back home just in time for bed. Like Exactly.
2: Yeah. And that's why I said I have to be able to whoever I'm holding hands with because I can't go to Italy and have dinner and not take my wife with me. I think it would really put a damper on my superpower if I go anywhere because my My wife's like, hey, you can't just go to Italy without me. What the hell?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think you would have to do, like, takeout where you would have to go to Italy, get the pasta food, and then teleport it back, hoping that it still stays warm. Or the Chinese takeout down the street or whatever. Um, Yeah, that would really kind of harsh the vibe of of, of the superpower. (laughs) All right. So if anyone has any questions about, you know, where the best place to teleport to on Wednesdays are is... Um, or if they have any questions kind of about making the most of their marketing budget, where can they find you outside the show?
2: Yeah. So um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and we've been trying to do a little bit more posting marketing type stuff for brokers that could be helpful, but you can also go to ty-software.com if you're interested in Ty TMS. And um, yeah, those are the the two best spots.
1: Awesome. I love it. You guys are here first. Sean's DMs are open. So I'm looking forward to some really great really great things to pop into the hosts. thank you so much for joining us today
2: yeah thank you for having me mary
1: you can find check all the podcasts anywhere else you get your podcasts like apple podcasts and spotify don't forget to check out all the other incredible freight waves podcasts and you can subscribe to the newsletter on freightwaves.com see you on the internet